3: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hola! I am Dan Day, and it's a Miami Monday, so you know what we do to help you get through the worst day of the week. We tailor the show just a little extra Miami, so you'll be a little more smooth. Of course, at Dan Day Radio on Twitter, let me know what makes you so Miami. If I like it, you may just read it out on the air. Speaking of Miami, Joe Rose Show—they're your Miami morning show. We're gonna check in with them in just a few minutes. They're talking to Ben Volen about the big Cam Newton signing. Dan Levitard Show will have some weekend observations, then Hawk and Dono. Cheesecake Factory is all you need to know. Here are the headlines that you need to know. The Heat's NBA restart schedule has been released. They resume play August 1st at 1 p.m. against Denver. Howard Schnellenberger will receive the Paul Bear Bryant Lifetime Achievement Award. The coach brought Miami its first national championship and started the program at FAU. Cam Newton has signed with the Patriots. He will compete for the starting QB position. The Biscayne Bay Brewing Company has released the official Miami Marlins lager. The brewery will have a brew hall in Marlins Park when it reopens. The Lakers are finalizing a deal with J.R. Smith. L.A. is signing the guard to fill the spot left by Avery Bradley, who will sit out the rest of the season to protect his health. Netflix is set to produce a six-part series about Colin Kaepernick, chronicling his football career and battle for social justice. No release date has been set. Johnny Manziel says his days of playing pro football are probably in the past. The quarterback played in the NFL, CFL, and AAF. And right now, let's take a step into the j spa. <sighs> a Louisiana man has been arrested for swimming in a Bass Pro Aquarium. Not me. I think not me. A Vermont woman has run 87 marathons in 87 days and hopes to top out at 100 marathons in 100 days. Yeah, but can she run a marathon with no training in six hours? I know I can. Costa Coffee has released its Coca-Cola coffee. Meh, I'll put anything in my mouth. A baby mountain lion was found wandering the streets of San Francisco. What? could maybe understand Portland because Portland's weird, but San Francisco? No way. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast cloudy with temperatures in the mid-80s. Getting up on a Monday morning? Not so easy. But it's made easier when you hear the Joe Rose Show. He's on weekdays, 5 to 10 a.m. right here on 560 The Joe. This morning, Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood. They caught up with Ben Bolin talking about QB Cam. Will Cam start in New England and Patriots get slapped on the wrist for doing some cheating.
1: Ben Volen going to join us here, who probably, when he went to bed Saturday night, Joe didn't think that his Sunday would have all kinds of New England Patriot news all over it, but he did have that yesterday. Welcome to the show, Ben. How you doing?
5: What's up, boys? Forget about Saturday night. When I had finished dinner last night, I didn't expect to be dropped uh, <laughs> two big news bombs onto my plate, so you never know what to expect when it comes to the Patriots.
6: Alright, so uh, the two guys I'm working with here are just bummed out for Dolphin fans. Cam Newton is now the starting quarterback for the Patriots. What do you expect from Cam Newton. What's he got? What do we know about Cam Newton right now?
5: We know that Cam Newton obviously didn't have a huge market. If he's signing for, with the Patriots for a minimum salary plus incentives, uh, reportedly up to $7.5 million, any team could have had Cam Newton. He, he was sitting out there. It's not like the Patriots spent uh, a huge fortune to, to get him. They were able to wait it out, get him on, on pretty favorable terms. The, to me, the big thing is uh, the injuries with Cam. In 2018, he suffered a shoulder injury that, that really sapped him of his throwing strength. And then last year, he broke a foot in the preseason that never really healed properly. He actually broke his foot uh, in a, pa- a preseason game against the Patriots, made a couple games, and then uh, sat out the rest of the season. But, you know, I'm no medical expert. It's just a, a hobby of mine on the weekends. The shoulder injury to me is more concerning. Like the broken foot, he can recover from that. And, you know, with the shoulder, it's now two years uh, off from that injury. So he's had some time to, to heal. To me, the injuries were why Cam Newton was still available. Teams weren't able to have him checked out by the doctors and do physicals. So the Patriots, you know, they, they obviously feel fairly comfortable about where Cam's at physically because they did give him the incentives. But there's also very little risk here. And if Cam Newton uh, does not pan out, then, you know, no harm, no foul. It's, it's just a one-year deal and, and not big money. So I, I definitely understand why the Patriots made this
6: move. Who, who's a starter day one? Uh, And I mean, when they go to camp, somebody's got to take the first snap. How's this going to work? And instead, I'm told, you're basically the backup to Cam Newton. Or how's this get treated for camp?
5: I mean, I definitely think it's an open competition. I don't think anyone is being handed anything. If we're talking about sentimentally, you know, the first snap of training camp, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Brian Hoyer, because he's the veteran in the room. Even though Stidham kind of beat him out last year, uh, to me, Hoyer is still like the veteran leader in that room, and, and Cam Newton being a new guy, I don't think that the Patriots will just kind of annoy him like that. However, when you look at the contract, and considering the Patriots are willing to pay Newton up to $7.5 million in incentives, to me, Cam's the starter, and the only way he's not the starter is if he just really can't pick up any of the offense, just has a horrible spring, and the Patriots say look, this just is not going to work out. and We have to cut bait. And, and I don't expect that. To me, signing Cam shows that all this hype about Jarrett Stidham was a little overblown. Stidham has an amazing camp. I, I do think the Patriots will consider letting him play. But you know he's also a young guy who, even though he has a year in the system, just missed his offseason with the OTAs. And it's a very weird season with the pandemic. I think that Cam Newton is going to be the starter this year. And if he's no good, then the Patriots are you know, right back in the same place next year. They're looking for a quarterback. And if he is great, they just got great. Quarterback play for seven and a half million dollars, so I I think it's a a good situation for the Patriots to
1: be in. But can you understand the eyes or or the ears of the rest of the AFC East fans when New England does pick up a Cam Newton, and now it goes from Jared Stidham might being the starting quarterback going into camp or going into the season to the possibility of Cam Newton? Is that if, if you know, as someone who's covering the team but also could see the rest of the AFC East, is it a scary feeling for the rest of the AFC East, or it's not a big deal?
5: Well, yeah, I mean, if you're the other AFC East teams, I think certainly this. Puts, uh, the Patriots kind of much more on the map than Jared Stidham would have. I never bought the hype with Stidham. I, I never fully bought in that after 20 years of Tom Brady and, and everything that Belichick stands for, that he was just going to hand over the position to a fourth-round pick who had one season barely played, and of his four passes, one of them was a pick six. I just never thought that Belichick was just going to hand the job to Stidham. Uh, now, maybe he wins it, maybe he still develops and he becomes a starter down the road, but you have a chance to add a guy who, when healthy, could be a top-ten quarterback and not too long ago was the MVP of the NFL. I just never bought in that that Belichick was just going to hand over over the quarterback job to Stidham. Uh, it, it just goes against everything that Belichick stands for. And Yeah, I mean, if you're the rest of the AFC East, you hope that Cam's shoulder injury is, is still affecting him and that he can't bomb the ball downfield like he used to and, and can't squeeze it into tight windows. If he's back, if he's anywhere close to where he was just a couple years ago, this could be a, a, a great match and a, a very scary proposition for the AFC.
6: You like this receiving core they have right now at both tight end and wide receiver? It doesn't look great
5: on paper, but I, I do think, especially a receiver, I think it has a chance to be better than looks. I mean, I know Edelman is 34 years old. Uh, he's coming off a 100-catch season. And he was, I mean, he was the only option pretty much in the passing game last year. Still had a fantastic season. Now, again, how is he going to perform without Tom Brady? But I, I still think Edelman still has plenty left in the tank. Nikhil Harry had a, a bad uh, first rookie NFL season, but he's a physical beast. I, I'm very interested to see what a guy like him, 6'3", 230 pounds, just like a truck with the ball in his hands and a big physical guy. I think Cam Newton's really going to enjoy it. You remember in Carolina he yeah, Kelvin Benjamin.
7: That's right. Benjamin actually put up some,
5: some big yeah. numbers there, and so I could see Nikhil Harry doing that. And Mohamed Sanu, you know, is is a, a number three receiver, a possession guy whose season last year was really derailed by having to switch teams midseason and then he hurt his foot in a game and was never able to recover. Uh, Then You know, you have to add in guys like James White who catches 60 to 80 balls a year. Rex Burkhead is basically a slot receiver who plays running back. So they have some good options uh, in the passing game. It doesn't look great on paper and it didn't look great last year. And then you also have to factor in the offensive line. They're potentially returning all five starters. They didn't have their center, David Andrews, last year. He comes back. He gave Joe Tune the franchise tag. He's back. So if you have a great offensive line, Joe, I think me and you could put up some good numbers with
6: they got a good offensive line i made that clear to these guys this morning that uh the offensive line is uh is a good one and not a problem all right can we uh can we move on to the second one uh which kind of surprised me last night Eh, coincidental that these stories pop at the same time how am i reading into this one patriots (laughs) find 1.1 million in a third round pick for the filming of the field during the cincinnati cleveland game how are you reading into that
5: you believe in that coincidence and I've got some swampland in Central Florida to uh, sell you Joe. Uh, I don't think it was I don't think it was any coincidence that both those stories uh, came out last night. And just my belief here, my hunch, is that I, I think the NFL actually did the Patriots a solid here. They had to punish the Patriots given their history. they you know, like in uh, as I've been saying the Patriots fans, like in the court of law, a person's criminal history absolutely factors into the sentencing. So the fact that they've already had a spy gate and they had to flake gate and it's their third time at the principal's office. They had to punish them. But I also do think they worked with the Patriots a little bit on this. It, you know, it took them six months for, for Troy Vincent to announce this. And basically, the story was all forgotten by fans everywhere. And, I, you know, the fact that it took so long, the NFL kind of purposely dragged their feet, I think. And then I, I think the NFL allowed the Patriots to release the news on their own terms. So... I think the Patriots have had the news in their pocket for a couple weeks, and they decided, hey, we're signing Cam Newton, so let's release it now so that uh, detracts from the, the story. So <laughs> I, I was a little surprised it was a third-round pick. I thought it would be more like a fifth-round pick. But the, the fines or whatever, and even a third-round pick, I mean, that's a 50-50 proposition at best. That guy will even become a real NFL player. So I still think they got a slap on the wrist and it wasn't that big of a punishment.
1: And but, didn't but, I see, Ben, you even put on Twitter last night possibly that uh, if Cam Newton does come back and play this year and has a decent to to pretty good to even better season leaves in free agency they get that third round pick back compensatory pick so it's like they lost it through the nfl but they'll probably gain it back if cam newton does have a good season and leave yeah i saw that
5: tweet and i roll my that that is classic patriots spin like, oh, see, we'll even get, no matter how you slice it, the Patriots are losing a third-round pick. And great, if, if Cam Newton has a great year and he leaves for free agency, then sure, he'll get their third-round pick back, and they'll probably trade down and select a guard, and the guy will probably never play a snap in the <laughs> NFL. Like, we, we can we can justify it all they want, but the, the bottom line is the Patriots got docked a third-round pick. And the thing about Newton is interesting, though. Everyone assumes it's just a one-year deal, but the guy's only 31 years old. There's no reason he can't be the Patriots quarterback for the next five or six years if he has a healthy season and does well i mean he might want to come back and keep playing for josh mcdaniels and and bill belichick patriots could have the franchise tag in their pocket or or maybe newton just won't be as expensive as as other quarterback options so this doesn't necessarily have to be a one-year marriage between Newton and the Patriots I mean yeah. he, he could be their quarterback for the next five years
6: injured the last two years can he stay healthy will we'll be part of the story because if he's obviously the old Cam Newton he's pretty damn good minus I don't think he's going to run the way he used to I, I think the running from the five-yard line with two backs in front of him out of the shotgun and running over the top of safeties and linebackers you think he goes back to that style or he changes it a little bit no I, I think they're going to try to teach
5: him to be more cautious you know, try to try to get him to run out of bounds a little bit more. Yeah, the thing about Cam over the years is he's so big; he's like a linebacker back there. And he just takes big hits, and it doesn't even look like it's it's that big of a shot. And it's probably why he doesn't get the penalties called against him too. So, yes, I, I do think the Patriots will teach cam to throw the ball away quicker to run out of bounds quicker or just to be more decisive with his reads you know give him more defined plays things of that nature it's not going to be easy i mean he's coming in now hasn't had an off season this is going to be the weirdest training camp ever to your point about should the afc East be scared maybe this is such a weird year that who knows how it's all going to fit together um in a normal year yeah it'd be very interesting to see how cam Newton does but can he pick everything up quickly can the patriots kind of learn his style quickly enough and find tailor the playbook to him there's still a lot of big questions about this, but given how little of a financial commitment it is, and, and how the Patriots have five quarterbacks on the roster and a total of cap space of like three million dollars for the five players, it's pretty unbelievable. Sometimes you get what you pay for, and so it'll be interesting to see if the Patriots uh, can cobble together a, a good quarterback.
6: Ben, I, I just I know people are going to ask this question, not to get away from Cam Newton because that that is the story. But like, how does this happen where an advanced scout goes? And the people that are there are shooting down on the field in the sideline. There's got to be somebody that says, hey, guys, these are rules of the NFL. They're kind of watching us tightly. make sure you." How is somebody not police this to make sure that doesn't happen?
5: So I, I agree. And that's, I think, why the Patriots were punished as harshly as they were, at least partially, that no one in the organization knew the rules or was reminding anyone of the rules. Now, I actually believe the Patriots, and you guys know me. I'm as skeptical as they come. But I believe the Patriots that this was just a mistake. And the way it was explained to me was, you know, they're doing um – a documentary for the website and they sent a cameraman on the road or a little, a small production crew on the road with the scout and these are guys even though they've been to a hundred Patriots games they only do home games and they're allowed to stand behind the bench and shoot the bench and they've never you know so they've never been to a road game before and so they're up in the press box for the first time and so the videographer just sets up his camera and says oh I'm going to take some B-roll at the sideline because that's what the scout's looking at and the Bengals are watching this the whole time saying are you kidding me and right. eventually they come over and, and rectify the situation. But I actually, I believe that the video producer who had never been to a road game before just didn't understand the rules. Now it's the Patriots' fault, Especially considering their history with Spygate, it's their fault for not making sure that every single person in the organization knew all the videotaping rules. But I do generally believe them, that this was a mistake and that the football operation really had nothing to
6: do with it. Boy, you are drinking that extra Kool-Aid today. <laughs> that cherry Kool-Aid got some extra sugar today. All of a sudden, the Patriots got dumb. What? What? Why, why, not us? Right, why? Not hey. us. Not us. Hey, Ben, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you joining us this morning to talk about the story we'll see. We're going to find out real soon if this thing stays on time. Dolphins and Patriots in game one should be fun.
0: Fingers
5: crossed, guys, and uh, hope you all are doing well down there.
4: And we all know New England never cheats. <laughs> oh, goodness. Should be a fun game, though, when the Dolphins and the Patriots meet up week one.
7: Coming up, Dan Lebatard. Stugatz, can you tell me what it is that you were doing before you get started here? Because yeah, uh, yeah. you just popped into my screen. I, you were bent over. I saw your butt crack. And yeah. you popped into the screen. And it sounded, like you, it sounded like you had food in your mouth when you started this.
4: We'll find out the rest of that. Plus, it is Miami Monday, meaning I've got some good Miami music for you on the way here at the Best of the Joe Show. This is The Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and it's a Miami Monday, so I got a Miami artist by the name of Kat Dahlia. This is her song, Gangsta. Cat
8: you you no
4: no Dahlia, born right here in Miami. Cuban mother, a Lebanese-Cuban father at age 18. She was serving tables at a restaurant here in Miami and said, On a whim, I'm going to New York City to make some music. Producer said, Your name's Cat Dahlia. She said, Yes, it is. See, she's singing about her Cuban mother and her Lebanese Cuban father, making it sound right. Cat Dahlia, gangsta. Dan Levitard's show, it's always gangsta, especially on Mondays because you get Stugatz Weekend Observations.
6: It is time for Stugatz to share his game notes.
8: No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boy Stu.
7: Stugatz, can you tell me what it is that you were doing before you get started here? Because yeah, uh, yeah. you just popped into my screen. I, you were bent over. I saw your butt crack, and yeah. you popped into the screen, and it sounded like you it sounded like you had food in your mouth when you started this.
8: No food in my mouth. Uh, I dropped my phone, and so I was picking it up. That's all. There's okay. not a great story there. Sorry you had to see okay, that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Then, after a bad fall off a really short staircase... Two years ago, at Augusta, Dan, after injuring his back, Dustin Johnson is back. DJ, winning the Travelers was the second most impressive thing Dustin Johnson did on Sunday. Joachim Noah doing Lord knows what inside the bubble collision course. Well... The Jared Stidham era didn't last long. New England, Cam Chowder. Uh, what happened there? <laughs> you really nailed. Turns it. Turns out
0: everyone is making that joke, including the Dan uh, Patrick Show that has shirts on sale for it. What?
7: <laughs> wow, they beat you to it. A stolen oh. joke that you wrapped uh, in a terrible Boston accent. You tricked <laughs> me, Stugat. You got the laughter from me. I had not heard Cam
8: Chowder for parents. In South Florida, allowing hundreds of high school kids over their houses while they are home, allowing them to party while paying zero attention to social distancing rules. Please know this. Uh-oh. I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> I will find out who you are and shame you by name. Yes. On national radio. Yes. You've been warned. NFLPA Executive Director Demoris Smith said, player workouts go against player safety. Demoris, football yeah, it does. goes against player safety. Really does. In fact, one could easily argue these player workouts are the safest things they do the entire year. And if you meant because of social distancing and COVID... COVID is safer than football. Well, I think
7: it? I think you're right actually. Put it on the poll, Guillermo. What's more dangerous, COVID or football?
8: I mean Dan, would you rather test positive asymptomatic? Well, wait, wait, or come across.
7: Well, wait, but that's an important detail.
8: I mean, well, I, just that, or come across the middle, uh, catching a football with a safety lining up. I mean,
7: okay, but I can go the other way and say, uh, would you rather get coronavirus and it totally impacts your lungs, or would you rather hold for place kicks?
8: Huh. Still have to think about it, though, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, pretty certain Brett Favre hasn't stopped talking <laughs> since the Packers <laughs> selected Jordan Love. He's on a tour. (laughs) Unbelievable. He's
7: giving his opinion everywhere.
8: LeBron thinks Goodell owes Kaepernick an apology. I think LeBron owes Daryl Morey one. Moving on! During the dog days of summer, amidst the global pandemic, there isn't a more welcome distraction than watching the boys trade paint at the tricky triangle. (laughs) ACC Commissioner John Swafford. Released a nice, heartwarming statement regarding his retirement. Leave it to a man named John Swafford to think that in the middle of a global pandemic and protest that will define the times that we care about, John Swafford, SEC commissioner Greg Sankey, quote, I'm not one to predict exactly what's going to happen and when. I am one who wants to prepare, and we may, in fact, have to adapt on the fly. If we did math with words, and you added all those words up, they would equal nothing. Also, Sankey, by saying we may, in fact, have to adapt on the fly, you are predicting something after starting the quote by saying you are not one to predict what's going to happen. I like you. It's my guy. It's my commissioner. James Franklin left his family in Florida for the first half of the year. Said it feels safer. James, turn on the TV. Any TV. Yeah, Florida's not in good shape. Anywhere is safer <laughs> than Florida. Top headline, CBSSports.com Sunday. Cardinals rookie arrested after driving into Lake Erie. Okay, but is he alive? Yes, yes, he's fine. His Camaro is okay. dead, though. Uh. It's unfortunate the players union is unhappy with brady workouts players union you think tom brady cares jabari parker was seen playing tennis after testing positive for covid19 jabari the stugatz is strong in you if you went to duke you play tennis Blanket statement, comfortable th- saying.
7: Put it on the pole, Guillermo. If you went to Duke, do you play tennis?
8: Does any basketball program have more former players <laughs> you could see with a tennis sweater tied around their shoulders than Duke? Yeah. Danny Ferry. Yeah. Grant Hill. All of them. Christian Leitner, Elton Brand. Jay Billis. Yeah. Johnny Dawkins. Mark Allery. It's endless. Jay Williams. Jay Williams. Maybe not Zion? I don't know. I'm asking. Maybe not Corey McGetty. Maybe. John Elway turned 60. Didn't know horses could live that long. Oh. What happened there? I didn't even write that. You I should mean. put jokes like that out to pasture. Uh, report. Teams are talking to friends and associates of Colin Kaepernick. Hey, teams. Here's an idea. Rather than speaking to friends and associates... Maybe you should speak to Colin Kaepernick. Just say hello. Dustin Johnson is a strapping young man. Early betting favorite. First NBA player to test positive for COVID-19 inside the NBA bubble. Has to be Joachim Noah. Bucks. Patriots. Playing for the Lombardi Trophy. Collision course. Boston with a black quarterback, and not just any black quarterback, that black quarterback should be interesting. <laughs> Johnny Manziel said his football career is probably over. Johnny, allow me to remove the probably. How the hell is he talking about? Speaking of hell, Arp Riles. Dan, those are the weekend observations. If I was an NFL
4: coach, I would sign Johnny Manziel to a league minimum deal just to sell tickets, to sell jerseys, to get interest in my team. And if he doesn't totally suck, which he probably will nonetheless, yeah, come looking like you're pretty good, pretty, 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 pretty good. But what do I know? I've barely been to any NFL games. Not a lot, but I've been to some. Hawk and Crowder. Crowder went to a lot of NFL games. In fact, he played in a lot of them. Crowder's on the bench right now, though. He and his wife just recently had their third child, so he's spending some time with the family and drinking some Funky Buddha here and there. We text back and forth beer pics every once in a while. So Dono filling in with Hawk.
3: Rainforest Cafe has very good food. It it is completely underrated when it comes to food.
4: Ah, why talk about sports when we can talk about food? That is next. Plus, it is a Miami Monday, meaning we got some more Miami music on the way here on the Best of the Joe show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a Miami Monday. So, you know, I got some good Miami music for you from Cat Dahlia. I'm doing
7: good.
4: Yeah, I'm doing good now that I heard that song from Cat Dahlia from right here in the 305. That's what we do on Mondays. Play you some local music from local artists to kind of smooth out what is usually a pretty rough day. Mondays. But, huh? Cat Dahlia, I'm doing good. Yes, indeed, doing good with some Cat Dahlia, Miami's own, Miami's own Hawk and Crowder. They're on weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe Crowder. He's on paternity leave. If he's listening, enjoy a hop gun for me. Bunky Buddha, always so good. My man, Alex Dano, working with Hawk. And if you ever listen to the Hawk and Crowder show, you know any chance we get to go off topic, and talk about something other than sports, we do. And if it's about food, even better. Oh yeah, man, we love talking about food. So first, Hawk and Dono will relive the quote unquote decision. Then Rainforest Cafe has the food, not to mention Cheesecake
3: Factory. Somebody texted in while we were talking with Mike English there. I was a part of the crew that built the stage for the celebration. We didn't know that LeBron was coming. The decision was being broadcast on the big screen as we worked. We found out in real time. So my guess is the Heat were going to have a celebration for Wade and Bosh, regardless and then the the thought would be, this will be much better. This will be a much better party if LeBron announces us. Do you remember I, what you were doing for the announcement?
2: Yes, I was. Uh, I, I was watching in the apartment I was living at at the time and you know, just watching by myself like I wasn't at like a viewing party I wasn't at a sports bar or anything but much like Mike Inglis I did a happy dance and I couldn't sleep that (laughs) night right I mean I I was so pumped up and I and it might just be because I'm a heat homer but I had a feeling LeBron was gonna say Miami like I was confident and also like in the build-up to it you had the Stephen A. Smiths and the Chris Broussards who were both You know, pretty matter of fact, like, hey, I have sources... And my sources are telling me that he's going to Miami. And so all the signs were pointing at Miami. I just think a lot of people chose not to believe it. Like a lot of people either said, well, hey, there's no way he's going to have a TV special if he's not, if, if he's leaving Cleveland, because that would just be so heartless to the Cleveland fans who's probably staying in Cleveland. And then other people thought, because, you know, Knicks fans are delusional, all the Knicks <laughs> fans thought, well, bro, he's,
6: he's coming to the
2: Mecca, bro. He's definitely going to New York. Why wouldn't you want to be in New York? And so outside of that, like, I, I think people were ignoring the Broussards and the Stephen A. Smiths when most of the signs were pointing to Miami all
3: along. What uh, what were you doing, Solana?
0: That day, I was in—I was a sophomore in high school, I think, a freshman or a sophomore. I was actually at my brother's house. My brother and I, are huge Heat fans, and it's actually the house I live in now. So, um, pretty cool to to kind of circle back. Uh, but yeah, we just hung out all night, waited for it, and I don't remember it being that long and awkward. Like yesterday, I, I was reminded. I guess because once you found out he was coming to the Heat, you didn't care anymore about it being this thirty. <laughs> but and it was the lead up minutes. to
3: finding out though was the 20 minutes to, to yeah, leave like right. you know even like like last night watching that documentary like and they didn't really show that much of it but I mean think of you're waiting to hear you've got fan bases on pins and needles you've got owners and teammates on pins and needles and Jim Gray is asking him, you know, uh, so uh, how many people did it take to come to this decision? And, and like it was just interminable. And like I was telling Mike English, I was I was sitting at a bar on the Jersey Shore, a rainforest cafe no less. <laughs> only because like I ju- literally looked down at my clock and I was like, oh, it's time for the decision. I'm gonna run it. I, I remember telling my wife and kid, and you know, we were with like you know ten people or whatever. I remember telling them like, yeah, go ahead. Like the miniature golf was like maybe a half mile up on the on the boardwalk and I was like eh, i'll uh i'll just duck into this rainforest cafe and i'll catch up to you walking like i, I didn't even think you know what i mean like I was like oh, i'll duck in i'll look on TV he's gonna announce where he's going he's gonna put on a hat and then i'll catch up little did I know you know they'd get a whole round of miniature golf in before i was able to uh to get down there but yeah now did was, you uh... celebrate by getting
2: one of those desserts with all the sparklers in it have you ever seen those at the rainforest <laughs> the rainforest volcano cafe.
3: volcano i could Couldn't get out of that place fast (laughs) enough. By the way, I, I will tell you this. This is not a popular opinion, I don't think, with adults. Rainforest Cafe has very good food. It it is completely underrated when it comes to food. Now, I haven't been there in a long time because my child is 16 years old now, but we used to go to the one in Sawgrass every now and then. But every summer when we would go to the Jersey Shore, there's a big Rainforest Cafe on the Atlantic City Boardwalk and we would always, I would take my nieces there. That was like a a fun night out for everybody because we'd be walking on the the Atlantic City Boardwalk and I just want to go into casinos. So at some point, I'm Going to bolt from the group, and I'm going to say, "I'll see you later." I'll take a cab home, and uh, you know, and then uh, I would go do my thing. So I would take everybody to Rainforest Cafe, and the food is not <laughs> bad at Rainforest Cafe. I firmly believe that.
2: I don't know. Maybe the one at the Jersey Shore is better. Like I- I've been to the one uh, at. Disney Springs a handful of times because like I liked going there when I was a kid because it opened like many years ago there and I like to go in there when I was a kid because I just I liked all the stuff in there which is still pretty cool even to this day but man maybe outside of like a couple of sandwiches like if you try to get too creative and get uh, a pasta dish or something
3: it's pretty brutal every time yeah I mean I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this Solana you ever had a rainforest cafe meal
0: yeah I loved rainforest cafe growing up I love the smell when you walk in that very
3: distinct yeah. smell that yes, you it always was, it was, at it was yeah. um misty. It was right. you know they always had like right. the, <laughs> the the water mist going on and the thunder sound. I'm telling you the food there somebody texts in sorry Hawk I went two years ago at Disney Springs and it sucked. Maybe I, that I, one's the problem. Maybe it's just maybe that, that one sucks. one's the bad one. I'm telling you, I think that they have underrated food. I'm not, you know, telling you it's a gourmet meal, but <laughs> it's not like uh not rated the, Yeah, I mean it's not swill <laughs> is my point, but you know Again, I haven't gone very often. It's, it's then the were... Cheesecake Factory, though, isn't it? Like it's it's the same idea. You know, that's there. You go. That's not that. I, I have to tell you, that's not a bad analogy, right there. It is a uh, a very large menu with a ton of items. Cheesecake Factory is bad. Be- I happen to love Cheesecake Factory, and I know people like to hate on it. Because I love it too. You know, oh, it's at every mall, and that's you know the the gluttonous Americans and blah blah blah. You tell me a better entree than that crusted chicken romano oh so good i dare you i dare you tell me a better entree than the crusted chicken romano go ahead solana anybody no, i don't have one I you one. can't yeah. you I don't can't have one either. it's an all-time banger crusted chicken romano anybody text it in 786 better entree than crusted chicken romano and uh, you know savvy veterans you get extra sauce for the spaghetti because that sauce is real good, very sweet. But yeah, I like Cheesecake Factory and I like Rainforest Cafe, so sue me. What are you going to do? I was uh, talking with Dono and Solana during the commercial break because I'm off tomorrow. I'm off Wednesday. Dono or Solana said, what are you going to do tomorrow? And um, I'm going to take my wife, who's from Philly originally. We're going to go up to West Palm Beach. It's her birthday tomorrow. We're doing the social distancing thing because the, the COVID cases have gotten so large down here in South Florida. Like we're not going to go to the beach and we're, we're really trying to stay inside. But we are going to go have our masks on we're gonna go up to city place in west palm beach there is a rita's water ice and if you've ever had rita's water ice it is the best water ice on the jersey shore and they happen to have, and in philly and they happen to have one in West Palm Beach so we're going to go up there tomorrow and we're going to do a little uh birthday celebration for Lori so there you go am all happy uh, birthday to Lori by the way all about the uh the food uh people I'm, I'm looking at the texts that are coming in bang bang chicken and shrimp you ever had that there
2: no i've had the uh i've had the bang bang shrimp at uh bonefish. what is that seafood at bonefish, bonefish. Oh, that's yeah. really good Nah, I've never had the one at Cheesecake, though,
3: but the one at Bonefish is awesome. Somebody says, uh, Factory Burrito Grande. Now, I always see that on the Cheesecake Factory menu. I never get it because I'm like, eh, I'm a Cheesecake Factory. Why should I waste my time with a burrito? Is it good? Um, I've never had that. No, Uh, I
2: I had, I had one of their Asian dishes once that was not bad. I think it was like the, the cashew chicken was pretty good. Well, you like the brown
3: bread or the sourdough bread? I am actually,
2: I like both almost equally. I slightly prefer the sourdough when most people prefer the brown bread. I like the brown bread. I'm just a big sucker for sourdough. Like sourdough
3: is one of my favorite forms of bread on planet Earth. Solana, sourdough bread or brown bread at Cheesecake Factory?
0: Well, if I'm gonna go bread, I'm always going sourdough bread. I love so the sourdough. Good. However, I I normally say no to the bread. I just tell them to bring out the avocado toast because avocado <laughs> toast at <laughs> they Cheesecake Factory oh, always well so yeah, yeah good. but you can't Underrated. just tell
3: them yeah but you can't just tell them to bring it out. You have to order yeah, that costs it. money. It's, no yeah. no right. But I, I tell them look
0: hold the bread. I'm gonna take in the carbs with the avocado. Toast because they have it's on the superfood menu and they have the best avocado toast. It is on the superfood menu. Yeah. I do I not mean, know that. No, he's correct. Not. I didn't even know correct. they had a
3: superfood menu. They've got a skinny menu, they've got a superfood menu. The Somebody best. texts in yeah. that they just opened a Rita's in Coral Springs. Nice. I might have, a, I might have a Rita's closer to me than West Palm. Huh. Somebody else texts in. The factory burrito grande is on the Mount Rushmore of Cheesecake Entrees. It's just like I don't think to go
2: there and get a burrito because there's, right. there's some there's some Really good, like mom and pop Mexican places, not too far for me. So I'm not going to be like, oh, burrito night. Let's go to Cheesecake Factory. I'm telling
3: you, if you if if you've never had the crusted chicken romano at Cheesecake Factory, you are missing out. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you. You're missing out you now. What's your take one. on the
2: actual cheesecake there? Because a lot of people talk a lot of trash about it. Oh, it's so overrated. But my thing is, where else am I going to get a s'mores cheesecake? Like, I, I can't exactly. just go to like like I exactly. can't go to my neighborhood deli and get right. like a like like a double Oreo s'more cheesecake. So I like the fact that the Cheesecake Factory has 150 different options yep. for
3: cheesecake when I can't get that sort of thing at a regular spot. Yep, I would never hate on their cheesecake. Their red velvet cheesecake. Oh, is- that's good. the best that's their best and they've got a new one we went there a couple months ago or ordered in a couple months ago they have a cinnabon cheesecake and it's got that cinnamon swirl or whatever Uh, unbelievable i almost cursed unbelievably good (laughs) unbelievably good so there you go all right we've broken down the decision the cam newton trade or the cam newton signing and cheesecake factory and rainforest cafe i think we've had a fortuitous first hour on the program
4: now I am good and hungry, oh. I could eat just about anything right now. I haven't eaten all day. Then again, I only eat one meal a day, so kind of weighs itself out. Nonetheless, Cheesecake Factory, all-time banger, but when you leave the place, you want to kill yourself. You just feel guilty, you feel dirty, you are fatter, But nonetheless, every once in a while, you just have to go and enjoy. Haven't been to a restaurant in a long time with this coronavirus, especially in South Florida, how bad it is. I'm just not in the mood for takeout. I'm not in the mood to dine in. I just, oh, paranoid the whole time that my food isn't right and I'm not going to enjoy it enough. So I've just been eating Minas sandwiches and drinking beer. I'm ready to get back to the world as we used to know it, at least somewhat as we used to know it. Some people going crazy like me in this whole coronavirus, wear your mask thing, like Trader Joe Karen.
2: This is day one. This is opening day of Trader Joe's in North Hollywood. This is Karen.
4: My favorite thing of that clip in the background—it's Culture Club's "Karma Camellia. Karen, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, "Karma Chameleon." Speaking of masks, Port St. Lucie, ah, they're in it too. Listen to this mask guy.
6: We are being lied to. Our freedoms are being taken forever, and I will not be muzzled like a mad dog, and I will not have my health destroyed because you. Idiots can't figure, can't read truth. You go along with the lies that are, are the people who are trying to take down our freedoms and destroy our country. This is sick. You ought to be ashamed of yourself for being a part of this. And I will not be muzzled. And, my, and it's time for us to stand up for our freedoms. Because if we stand back and let these pieces of crap handle our freedoms, we will have nothing left. In fact, we'll end up being
1: dead
4: amen. Why isn't that guy running for president? I like the way he speaks. I don't know if I agree with all the stuff he's saying, but I will not be muzzled. Freedom! Never have I been so moved since the end of the movie Braveheart with William Wallace. Freedom! Will not be muzzled. That about do it for this rendition of a Miami Monday Best of the Joe show. Had some great Miami music. Ah, yes. Cat Dahlia, sounding great. Remember to download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free, radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. I'd really appreciate it if you download, listened, shared, loved. Just made the world a better place. You can always get at me on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio If you have any questions, or if I talk too fast, or if I confuse you, nice and slow on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Basically all the social medias, even some I don't know I have. At Dan Day Radio. Just another way that we can go back and forth in this topsy turvy world. As I said, I am going home. I would love to eat a pizza, but not in the mood with everything going on in the world. So probably just going to go home, watch some music videos, drink some beer, and eat some Maynez sandwiches. I am Dan Day. Thanks for listening. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Later, Slug.